Welcome to another episode of Brain Boom with your host, Matt West, where you will hear empowering stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and athletes who trusted the progress. Kim, it's like very existential, um, and it's something I've been thinking about lately. Uh, you know, I have always known kind of one thing about myself, and it's it's that I've always been very values driven. I, I think I've had like three different careers before the time of being thirty. I'm not even thirty yet, um, and but at the at the arc or end of everything that I've done, um, and I never had like a five year plan or a ten year plan. Things kind of just like happen um there's always been the same vision and the same the vision has always been to acquire a level of influence in which I can wield to help as many people as possible and when I say people I define it as students who came from similar neighborhoods to the one that I grew up in or who were first generation or other women who were trying to break the glass ceiling and didn't necessarily want them to deal with the things that I dealt with when I was going through the same shifts without a mentor, without parents or without a family base. Um, and so like that has always pushed my ambition. Um, you know, it doesn't really come from anywhere else. I don't have family pressure or like, a, or anything like that. It's, it's always been this like internal thing that's kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and still does today. Um, you know, I spent the last five days on the phone with founders who I don't advise, I don't have like equity in their company or I like haven't invested in them or whatever the case is, but just like to work with them and to help them through this crisis um, to ensure that they're okay, because that's what I like to spend my time doing. Like that's my hobby. So when people ask me like what my hobby <laughs> that makes me a workaholic, but um, it's what I found myself attracted to is being in a very um, an enabling position. So I want to be able to enable others' dreams and visions. I don't necessarily, and that's my own vision. Like that is what I envision for myself. And that's the type of person who I am. And that's what I just derive joy off of. So you derive joy off of in, enabling others to succeed. Yeah. So where, where did, I, I love that. Where, how did that come about? Well, like, where was that born? Where was that conceived? And, and like, what, what life event occurred that made you shift that or were you born like that? I think, I don't think I was, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think I was born like that. Um, if my mom was still here, she would tell you that I was this rambunctious child. I had like a, a grand larceny phase from the ages of four to seven where I would just like totally I would just steal random knickknacks like stickers and candy and stuff when you get to the front of the cash register at a store um, and stick them in my pockets and she would always have to tap me down uh, actually uh, for about three years in my toddler years so I definitely wasn't like this goody two-shoes type of kid um, I was pretty rambunctious but um, I think for me and it it wasn't just one, it wasn't just one phase. I think growing up, my parents, um, 
you know, my parents came from India in the in the 80s, uh, weren't college educated. I don't. I think my dad maybe made it to high school, and my mom did not. And um, when I think about their story, you know, folks come here and they want to build the American dream, and they want they hope that they make it, and their kids make it. Um, my parents didn't make it. So what that means is that they worked blue collar jobs their entire life before my mom passed away at 42. And they were victims of the financial crisis. Like they uh, were given a mortgage in 2000 that they couldn't afford. And those issues plagued me while I was a kid. Um, I started working when I was 14 to help my mom out. And, um, you know, I think I didn't really know what was happening around me when it was happening. I thought that's what life was. Like everybody worked, like everybody had a job when they were, you know, in middle school and high school. Um, and I didn't start to realize that that's, that wasn't everyone's normal until probably uh, well into my later high school years and, and into um, me going to college. So after she passed away, things really changed for me. I was about 16 years old sophomore in college, uh, sophomore in high school. Um, and my sister was in college at the time trying to figure her own life out. And she was a sophomore. She was 20. Yeah, she was 20 years old. Um, and we just kind of had to figure everything out on our own. The good thing is, is that we had each other, but my dad was absent. Um, and so what was required of me was to figure out how to survive. So, and what, what I realized was at a very young age, I could never do it alone. So when people say that, you know, you're such an independent person or whatever the case is, I don't actually think that's uh, something to be glorified because um, if you have folks who can support you and help you because they are your family members and they are related to you by blood, then like that is a blessing. Um, I didn't have that. And what I did have though is support system that were family friends and my own friends and teachers and my Spanish teacher in my AP Spanish class who stayed with me after school because I didn't necessarily want to go home um, to my dad's place. And then until I figured out a way to move out of my dad's place and, and focus on getting into college and doing all that, like I wasn't able to do that without people who had no obligation to help me, who had no familial ties, who had nothing binding them to my success or, or future um, decided to put their time into me. When I got into NYU, I was working at Walmart and they announced it over the loudspeaker because I was the first person from my local Walmart in my town to go to a four-year private university. And I remember those moments because I would also be the same kid who got the 15 minute break in the back before I like, I would be able to swipe in and my manager would say like, finish your homework before you get on the floor. Or, you know, me scribble or like me getting a free pass to sit in the dressing room to finish my AP homework um, before I started a shift because uh, the aunties, like the older women, I like called them the aunties because they were these like older Indian women who would look out for me and bring me lunch um, at, from like for like home cooked food. So like those were the things that I had um, in my teenage years and got myself, got like got me to getting to NYU with a more or less full ride, um, pushed myself, paid for everything through college. NYU is not cheap. Um, and like really, you know, I was able to expand my own options because other people kind of pushed me to. So they didn't tell me that, Kim, you have no money. Like you need to go to community college or like you need to go to 
or local university. Like there was no way you're going to this private university in New York City. Um, nobody told me that. Uh, and so I, and I didn't tell myself that. And I think that was, a, that was a huge privilege. I got really lucky. Um, that's not the case for a lot of people and folks get limited by their circumstance. And I think early on, because I had, I, I just had this world where everyone from every corner kind of was in my corner. Um, that has followed me throughout my entire career. And so, um, I don't know, there's just something about that time in my life that has driven kind of the rest of my actions. So that, that was a pivotal essential in terms of your current success. And if you had to go back and give yourself advice, what piece of, piece of advice would you share to yourself? I think I would have told myself that it's okay to not know what your thing is. And I think what I mean by that is, is that I have, I have a lot of interests. I am still going through this journey now, which is I, I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm a very curious kid. I love to read. I love to read about random topics. I can read anything about like, uh, you know, artificial intelligence to like watching the news and assessing uh, what's happening in politics today to watching the Kardashians as my guilty pleasure. Like I can just jump um, from the every end of the spectrum. And when I was in college, I thought that I needed to have a path and I thought I needed to know that I wanted to go to law school or that I wanted to be in public sector. And that was my career and that was the thing. And that was how I was going to make a difference. What I wish I told myself was that you only you can measure the level of impact that you want to make and what that looks like. And scale is not always the best measurement of that. It can also be depth. But as long as you know my fundamental principles and reason and rationale to be that way when I was in college, it hasn't changed in the 10 years since. Like it's the same reason, which is that I wanted to make a positive impact. I wanted to help people. I needed to figure out how I didn't know who I was trying to help, but I knew that's what I had to do. Um, that hasn't changed. It hasn't budged. And I think that's, I would have told myself that like, that's what you need to hold on to and that will ground you. And no matter what happens, you will always be okay because you've held on to that. 